Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and it is October the 15th, 2020, and unfortunately, um, I've had to use my actual telephone line, and I got a call which trumped the recorder, so um, going back, and we're going to listen some more. They compose a single clan has have diverse evolutionary histories okay each culture is very different in the way that they've evolved okay not as a species but as a culture okay i want to be specific to that and misunderstandings and conflicts have occurred Traditions exist to minimize the likelihood of misunderstandings and to lessen the negative consequences of any miscommunications that might occur. So they put in place, they were sentient enough to know that they needed to put things in place to try to minimize human versus human war. Okay? (laughs) Well, not on this planet. No, it didn't. You know. And and I think they're still working on it, okay? In addition, the behavior of individuals does reflect on the species and the clan. Okay, now this is an Andromedan race, an Andromedan human race sharing this with us, okay? That individuals, the actions of individuals of those races does reflect on the entire clan, okay? None are faulted for polite or proper behavior. Informality is always at risk of being misconstrued or miscommunicated. The traditions of human interaction were developed by the ancestors over the ages when an elder race insists that a new civilization observe traditions. Okay, an example. The Andromedans come down, they introduce themselves, they say, okay, boys, it's time to go to the show. Okay? It's time to go to the show. What happens is, in the show being the Andromedan Council, we are being asked to be invited to the Andromedan Council. What they will do is they will teach us the tradition, the proper way of introducing yourself. He just said that we have been invited to the Andromeda Council, so we made it. The aliens are going to help us now. Um, They wanted to see us try to get rid of the evil on the earth first, and then they would decide whether or not they would invite us to the Andromeda Council and he just said they did we're going to be seeing aliens in my time acting before all these other civilizations because you will be misinterpreted if you walked in hey old man what's happening you know it would be completely misunderstood okay Yo, blood, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, 
that a young civilization observe traditions. It helps the young races build a culture that will function well in galactic civilization, as well as help guarantee that this young race will become a virtuous and productive member of the galactic commonwealth. That's exactly Mornay's verbiage. I took it word for word. The galactic commonwealth. Okay? It is important that all humans be as polite as possible. This helps both the young and the old cultures because many old are socio-biologically dependent on ritual. They have become so conditioned that this is just the way you do it. And they... Their civilizations, their traditions are so deeply embedded that they're not going to change. Okay? We have that same situation here on our planet. We do. And can be psychologically disturbed by informal and rude behavior. That's what he says. If the occasion calls for it, apologize and then speak only when spoken to. Child. Never touch a fellow elder race person unless you are specifically asked to. Now, that leads me to something that I was taught, um, which I did when I was brought on board and I met other races. And this is what the Andromedans do when they meet another race, okay? Um, and I was taught to teach this to everyone here which I've done, so I'm going to do it again. When you stand, when you have a contact and you're standing before an extraterrestrial or extraterrestrials, you stand, you know, yourself square, you bow, never taking your eyes off of them, and you say, it is the manner and custom when entering my space that permission be asked. You say it very clearly, because what you are doing is you are declaring your sovereignty and you are declaring your space all right because we are not that well thought of so it's important to do something like this you know you got 10 seconds to make a good first impression (laughs) it is the manner and custom when entering my space that permission be asked this is so huge i can't believe it yes well we would have to we would have to do it verbally. This is huge. They would probably respond telepathically. And if we didn't say that, there is always the possibility that your space will be violated. I mean, they would, they would violate them. Probably. Well, the Greys would. The Dows would absolutely. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows to do that, you know, and. Besides, they wouldn't approach you that way. They always steal you out of bed, you know, because they're little friggin' cowards. <laughs> no, I don't have any charge on that. <laughs> okay, okay. Physically disturbed and spoken to. Most human galactic races have three languages, and these difference markers are formal, informal, and differential. Now, the differential apparently is um, what's used in a lot of politics, Uh, galactic politics, that particular language. The formal 
is when you are addressing your own race. Um, like uh, State of the Union, it's also when you are talking to elders. If I'm a young person, I'm a young Terran, and I'm addressing an elder of my race, I'm to use the formal. Okay? The informal is informal. Yo, blood, what's happening? Okay? Okay. The informal marker is not used ever in public. Always ask if both parties are comfortable with the informal language. So I would have to say, Mike, do you mind if I talk trash? And Mike would have to say, sure, man, talk trash. Okay? And then we're both agreed and I can talk trash. It's probably a bad example, but... Okay. The informal marker is always used... Uh, the formal marker is always used in public because you always want to regard your partner in conversation as worthy of respect. The prestige of a mature race is always subject to debate. The general rule of respect the first I'm sorry the general rule is a uh, uh, the first measure of the general rule of prestige is number one the age of the race okay the age of the race the second index is the race's lineage okay it all comes back to genetics the third index is the number and size of the race or the clan or the tribe okay in standard introductions always include identification by full name a species name any relevant titles and your home planetary system which is the clan yes which is the clan Serial number. <laughs> name, rank, um, species name, and planetary system. Did you say we're Earth, Terra 3? Earth, Terra 3. Or Sol, S-O-L, Terra 3. Because our star is known as Sol. We are Terra, which is third planet. From the sun. Okay. Third rock from the sun. Now, if you were in Mars, you would say Sol... Terra 4. Okay. Okay. He's telling us how to say hello. We covered that. I'm going to talk about the greys. The Dows. D-O-W is how, is how the Andromedans refer to them. You guys want to take take a five minute break? No. Want to take five minutes? Okay, then we'll come back and we'll continue. Yeah. Are, are, are you guys enjoying this? Yes. Okay, great. I don't like it. Okay, well, you're not getting your money back. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. We're gonna take a break, uh, Joe. Yes. Now the question was, we're gonna talk about the Dows. The Dows are the reticulants, number seven on your list. Okay, mm. let me change this. DOWS, exactly right. Like Dow Chemical Company, that's exactly right. Okay. Okay, for those of you at home watching the video, okay, the Andromedan word 
for this particular race when tweaked and converted into English is DAOs. Okay, they're known as the DAOs. Militant race, known to be very hostile to humans. Humans have never been able to successfully negotiate with the DAOs. Okay? Um, I'm sure that our military wished they knew about this in the 50s. Okay? Because, you know, they made agreements, they signed treaties, and the DAOs have never kept one of them. But they're so technologically advanced that we're having a hell of a time getting rid of them. Okay? No. No. Humans. If it was more, if more name meant specifically Earth, he would have said Terrans. Okay? But apparently everybody's had a lot of problem with them. Okay? They are known in the inner circles as a pain in the ass. Okay? <laughs> Um, that's informal. <laughs> that's informal, yes. I'm sorry I didn't ask for permission to be informal. Consider his family. <laughs> I do, actually. I love the small settings. Um, most, most avoid them at all costs. They have little empathy, if any at all, for human races and believe that unworthy species will one day be exterminated. They have participated in all wars of enforcement i want you to hold that thought i want you to write that down wars of enforcement okay because we're going to come to that we're going to come back to that um yes they are the the original the original ones are okay they are in fact hydrogen he was probably wearing some kind of an apparatus the, the original, the tall, spindly ones. Yeah. The little ones, you know, the ones that do most of the dirty work, they're, of course, just organic clones, okay? And they've been, you know, genetically bred to, you know, do the dirty work in O2 atmospheres, biospheres. Okay. They have participated in all wars of enforcement declared by the reptilian alliances. Now, humans have also had wars of enforcement, okay? And have been attributed with three accidental extinctions in the last 10,000 years. The, the Dows, yes, have been implicated or these three accidental extinctions have been attributed to them okay I, I didn't say humans extinction of humans i didn't say that okay let me read it again they have been the grays uh, they have participated in all wars of enforcement declared by the reptilian alliances and have been attributed with three accidental extinctions in the last 10,000 years. Didn't say who. Okay, so I'm not going to say, yeah, it was humans, because I don't know that. The fact that they extinct a, ex exterminated a race is enough for me. Okay. They are under investigation for excessive genetic manipulations of at least two races. Your Earth race being one of them. 
something else he added as an afterthought is that they do not experience childhood. That's probably why they're all tweets. Okay? They don't experience childhood. Okay. Wars of enforcement. In the human race, a war of enforcement is where someone, whether it's a human race or a reptilian race or a hydrogen breather or an oxygen breather or a methane breather or an ammonia breather, if they cross the line and do something so severe, they will literally go to war to enforce a punishment, to enforce something, a restriction. They will do that. What is going to be happening here in, on, in our solar system in the next couple of years is being classified as a war of enforcement. Okay? It's not a police action. They're coming in to kick butt because they've crossed the line. And we're not the only star system. You know, there are 21 other star systems that are having the exact same problem that we're having. Um, this is where you talk about them getting kicked out. Yes, that they want all regressive presences off our system, off our, our planet and the moon. They want them completely out of here. End of story. They want them out of here. Now, if it's true that the moons and Mar, the moons of Mars, Phobos and Deimos, are no longer in orbit around Mars, and that they are in fact in orbit around Earth, then something really major is about to happen. Apparently, people do. Apparently, people do. People are taking photographs. Um, they are. People are seeing it. I myself haven't, have not, you know. But I live too close to Denver, and I, there's just a lot of city lights. Um, but there are people back east who say they are seeing them, or people in Europe who are seeing them. I know, who said they've seen it. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the lunar, the solar eclipse in Turkey several years ago. Um, Western... Uh, West uh, European um, reporters, cameramen, who were taking pictures, got okay, pictures of these two objects. Yeah. And when they were blown up, they are ex they look exactly like Phobos and Deimos, following the following the moon. Uh, no. Well, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Well, they're both spacecraft. They're both spacecraft. It's a spacecraft. It's an old, hollowed-out planetoid, converted with an ecosphere on the inside and propulsion on the outside. Right, it's a spacecraft. It's an older model. You know, you could find one on any good used spacecraft <laughs> car lot. <laughs> you know, and the Dows. Now, according to Mornay, and this was many years ago before um, their alleged re-entry into our, into our uh, our atmosphere or gravitational field. Um, Mornay had said that the last time that Phobos specifically, he didn't mention Deimos, had entered the Earth's atmosphere 
or gravitational field was when the great plague began. So that was uh, 1912. The what? It was. It was. Um, there are all kinds of paintings and records of spacecraft flying through space. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Gods of Eden, William Bramley. He's got it in his book, right? We talked about that earlier, Robin and I. Um, where, you know, they talk about starships, spacecraft, something flying through space, dropping um, spores. Okay? Weeding out. It's a weeding out. And this is the Dow spacecraft? Yes, the Dow's. Okay. okay. Um, I want to cover a couple of the things before I get to some of the other races. Dolphins and whales. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lighten this up a little bit. Dolphins and whales in our galaxy are honored as sentient animals. They are brilliant philosophers and poets. Philosophers and what? Poets. Okay. And we think they're just big, dumb fish. Well, we know dolphins aren't. We're not sure about whales. Okay? But apparently they're absolutely amazing, amazing mammals. And have the admiration of many of the old races for their beautiful songs and storytelling. They have legendary stories of the whale dream, which is the cetacean race memory. So they tell stories about their lineage, okay, which they call whale dream. If the humans of Earth make extinct these species, they will have no standing in the galaxy. Star Trek. And, you know, some of these guys, some of these writers, they're clued in. I don't know where they're getting this stuff, but they're totally dialed. Okay, and the same for dolphins. You know, we don't know their language. And it's an extremely sophisticated language. It's more sophisticated yeah. than the English language. I've heard that. You know. Um, and it's and it's and apparently it's it's a trinary, it's a trinary language, which right. is why we don't understand it. It's got because we are so one-dimensional in our language. At the same time, when you know? say something. No. Uh, whales and dolphins originated in, originated in Cygnus Alpha. Okay? I got one of those. I'll tell them more about the dolphins. Huh? I'll tell them more about the dolphins. Okay. Okay, now if you look on your little cheat sheet... Oh, yes, you're right. You gotta, gotta keep an eye on me. Okay, smaller star systems which orbit around the central suns of Deneb, Sadar, Guinea, and Alberia are where they come from. The largest population of whale and dolphin life is right here, okay? Within this collection of smaller stars are thousands of star systems. Why were they brought For song. They wanted to migrate, 
They wanted to explore other worlds. They wanted to add to the to the to the whale dream. Okay, and they were brought here millions of years ago, and they are recording. You know, and my understanding is is that when they birth the young, they teach them the song. Okay, and the song is the story of the lineage, of their lineage, and the history that they've learned of the home world that they're on. That's the song that they sing. They're singing the song of the story, of the lineage. Okay? And it's, you know, one right after the other. They teach them everything they know. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, okay. Just going to touch on... On H2 and O2. Hydrogen, the hydrogen life beings were threatened or felt threatened by O2 life forms because O2 life forms have a much faster rhythm. Hydro, um, hydrogen can only travel at near sp uh, space light speeds. They cannot go beyond that. Okay? O2s can go much faster as, four, as fast as four times the speed of light. H2s are much smaller and slower and more numerous because of a higher frequency of suitable biospheres. Okay? We talked about that earlier. These are just some notes, uh, random notes. Um, there is trade between the two, between hydrogen and oxygen breathers. Uh, but very disastrous wars have been fought between these two civilizations in the past. The Andromedan Council... Now, I, I want to preface this again, okay? The Andromedan Council is held in the star system of the constellation of Andromeda. And... Okay? And it's here at Mirosh. Okay? This right here. This is where the Andromedan Council is held. This is also where the star systems of Zenite, all in here, Zenite exist. This is where the Andromedan people live. Okay? These systems right here is where the Andromedan Council is held. Yeah, they, they are. Yes, they are. The Andromedan Council was created to study migration and to try to limit contact between hydrogen and O2 races, and hence to stop conflict between the two great orders of organic life. Communication between the two species at times remains quite difficult. Okay, that's how it got started. Okay. Yes, you should. And you absolutely want to use the formal, polite language so that nothing you say is misunderstood. Okay? You will know that because they will be wearing some kind of an apparatus over their, their nostrils. Now, those nostrils could be almost anywhere depending upon the species. 
okay? If they're wearing a suit or some type of a helmet, then you can assume that it's a hydrogen, okay? Or a methane or an ammonia, okay? Because if it's an O2, an oxygen, he will not need that apparatus. Okay, the Andromedans. These are just some brief notes, and then we're going to do some questions, okay? They are tough, honorable, courageous fighters. They build massive ships to environmentally resemble worlds. Comfortable, solid, and durable craft. These are my own words. They are model galactic citizens. They are responsible to a fault. If they tell you they're going to do something, they will do it even at great cost to themselves. Okay. Um, they are very active in galactic politics and enjoy considerable influence in galactic institutions. Now, institutions have been set up, okay, especially with O2 civilizations. Those civilizations are the institution of civilized warfare, okay, Upliftment. You people would know that as ascension. Okay? Their word is upliftment. They don't use the word ascension. Okay? And we'll talk about that in a minute. Migration, which is colonization, and traditions. Okay? They are very patient, thoughtful, and above all, careful. They have been responsible for the official stoppage of hostilities in many wars and assisted in the withdrawal of all forces that were in those conflicts. Okay, upliftment. A lot of people here on Earth in the New Age circles talk about ascension. But, you know, nobody really knows what the ascension is. Okay, they know that, well, what we do know is that there are higher densities and that all of us are striving to reach a higher frequency in the hopes that we will move into a more evolved society, become more evolved ourselves, and become more expanded, expanded consciousnesses. Because sometimes third density is just too damn hard. I acknowledge all that, okay? All of that is correct. Those things do happen. And there is archaeological evidence in the galaxy of races that have actually changed their frequency and moved to a higher level. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. But it is not called ascension. It's called upliftment. And apparently, none of the races that have done this have done it by themselves. They have always had someone help them out of the mess that they're in reach down like and basically like mentor them to the next level does that mean they don't have a body anymore physical body no they have a physical body there's physicality in all the dimensions okay there it is you know you just don't move up to fourth density and fifth density and now you're just this little cloud blowing with the breeze and you know it's not like that at all Okay, it's as solid as this, it's just completely different. Okay, the physicality is different, the physicality is much bigger. It's on a much grander scale. Okay, the color spectrum, okay, or the, the, the color spectrum where we live on now is 72 different frequencies of color. Fifth density, it's 123. 
okay? And I've talked about this before. There are colors and things that I've seen that I can't explain. There's just no way because there's nothing here to compare it to, okay? Okay, I want to do 15 minutes of, of questions, and then I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Russ. Robin. Okay, I want to ask you about the Dogons, you know, and that whole Syrian thing that when the Dogons tribe in Africa said they were mm-hmm. by the Syrians. And right, from Cirrus B, and they had maps before we even knew that Cirrus B came about. Did they have a fish tail? I'm not aware of that. I'm not aware of that at all. I have an actual fish tail. No. Do we Demi. know, you mentioned upliftment, do we know who or if we are helping, being helped with upliftment? I think, I think that that's a possibility. I think that that is an absolute, real, definite possibility. Because Vaseyev said to me once, before he, he crossed over, that our specific Terran race was one of the most promising human species that they had seen in a very long time. Okay? Despite all the other crap. Yeah. We were one of the most promising. However, and I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you my own um, opinion now, based on what I know. I don't know this as fact, but if the Andromedan Council does what they're planning to do next year and try to remove all regressive presences, extraterrestrial presences, off the planet and the moon, if they do in fact do that, Morinay has said that they are planning to just sit up in space, we will all see them, and watch us for anywhere from two to four years in our time. And what they want to do is they want to see how we are going to react with each other when we're not being manipulated. Will we in fact come together? Okay? Now, the point that I made this morning was there was a period of 300 years where there was absolutely no extraterrestrial intervention. And what happened? We dusted off the monarchies of Europe and we created the United States of America. The United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, was never supposed to happen. It was an accident. It was never supposed to happen. Okay? The royal families of Europe who were connected to the extraterrestrial lineages were never supposed to lose control. Never. And once America opened up Pandora's box, a lot of people followed, you know, because we had all been sick of the, of, of the tyranny, mm-hmm. you know, and we still are. I'm just like, go ahead. Follow up kind of on that. Anything you might be willing to say about shape-shifting, royalty, recurrence, that sort of thing. I had this conversation earlier as well um, with a member of our audience. Um, shapeshifters does technology exist where someone can create a holograph around themselves yes the technology does exist is that technology presently being used on earth the answer to that is no okay now can 
a person, can a regressive entity take over a human body? The answer to that is absolutely yes. And the process is actually very simple. They abduct someone, they bring him to death very slowly, and the moment his last breath, his essence leaves the body, they replace it with another. Several moments later, that person, that, that body will rise off the table. It'll be the same physical body, but inside it has a completely different agenda because now it's a different soul. That technology does exist. Would you call that on? Yes, I would. Would they have the memory of the original body? Yes, they do. But I, my understanding is that there's anywhere from three to seven months where there is a transition period. And generally when it happens to a major figure, they will be out of the limelight or be very rarely seen, okay, when that happens because they're still adjusting. Now, now let's, let's, now let's talk about that some more. The word is, well, or so what some people have said is, well, I saw them, I, I, I saw them turn into a reptilian. I, I actually saw the reptilian. Now, that's probably very true. Now that doesn't mean that they're that they're actually a reptilian, and they're just you know using technology to look like a human being. It's a human body, but you got to remember something: reptilians are not used to the extremes of emotions. They don't have emotions like we do. Okay, in fact, many of the human races out there don't have the extreme of emotions that we do. So what happens is, is that if there's a situation where the body gets excited because it's a human body. That's what it does. It's this huge antenna. When it gets excited, the reptilian soul inside doesn't know how to act. Okay? So he probably either gets frightened or he gets alarmed. And when he does that, because they're extremely powerful souls, okay, you see a projection of themselves. You see the projection of themselves in their, their auric field. You will see it, okay? Because they're not used to the emotions. They don't know how to handle it. And that's part of the transition period. That's what I've been told. Well, can an original reptilian have sex with a human being? Yeah, but, but no offspring will come of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's offspring, it's because there was a genetic manipulation. Why would they do it then, just... I actually don't know that it actually has been done, but it can. They do have a phallic. <laughs> I'm sure that comes into play. <laughs> well, I mean, I've run into that with some people. Could be. Maybe they just want it. Maybe they're trying to experience. Maybe they've been watching humans do it. They see the heightened emotion and passion and um, the rush that we get at that moment, and maybe they're trying to experience it themselves. Well, they still may attracted to, you know, or do you Well, because of the emotion, right. Uh-huh. Different races on Earth, why? Are they different combinations of this 22, or what? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Do you know what, what ones are what? I know some of them. I know some of them. Um, but I'm not prepared to talk about that tonight. But we will do it really, really soon. Uh, I promise within probably four weeks it'll be up on the website. 
Okay. I'm extremely motivated to create a scorecard. Okay. Uh, so that everybody knows who everybody is. Especially if this thing is coming down. We need to know. Or at least the information needs to be available. Those who want to know will find it. Are, are the Caucasians all from one strain, or are we a mixture? We're a mixture as well. We all are. We're all a Heinz 57. With a moderate to good temperament when we're left alone and not provoked. Yes, <laughs> 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 When they remove the regressives, they must be washed I hope you don't have a problem with that. <laughs> um, it's going to be handed to us, but what we do with it after that will be entirely our responsibility. We we will be handed back to planet. I See? I know for it's a fact that discussions of a download of all of humanity has been is it has and is being talked about where everybody is a given exactly the same data of who we are where we're from who these beings were and how we've been manipulated they're going to basically say okay here's the truth and i don't know how many people are going to be able to handle it if that happens they've talked about it um i know that there will be some contact of some sort after the extraction occurs then they're going to withdraw and they're going to watch us now if we we will be totally self-responsible for this depending upon what it is that we do with each other and with our own ecosphere biosphere um if we're not responsible they're not going to help us that was the galactic Yes, it's exactly the galactic debate. And that's the compromise they came to. You paid attention. I like that, David. I like that. That's exactly right. They don't honor themselves. They don't honor each other. They don't honor their home. What is their value? It's exactly what was presented. And the defense was we've got they, That's right. They've been manipulated from the get-go. What if it's a few people that take the responsibility but not the majority. Well, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they're going to do the download because everybody will then, everybody will know and all of us will be starting on page one. You know, everybody. It, it would be a huge help. Did you say this would happen next year? Uh, the date that they gave me was August 12th, 2003. Now, the reason they've given me that date and that specific day and I didn't know about this till a couple of years ago, why that date, was, remember the Philadelphia experiment? When we, when they sent the Eldritch through time and they ripped a hole, a, fa a hole in time? Well, they created a portal that was never supposed to be there. Some of the regressive races that are here and that have been in other places in the galaxy um, were sucked in through that time hole and they're literally out of their own time wow. and the idea is to round them up and literally say okay we are either going to take care of you here and now or you're going to be allowed to go back through that hole because it opens on that day wow. so that 60 years, 60 
I believe it's 60 something it years. Was it on August the 12th? Oh, yeah, August the 12th. So uh huh. Yep. So when that hall opens, they're going to have the opportunity to go back to their time to where they belong. Okay? And the hope is that they'll do it, and the thought is that they actually will do it. Once that hole closes, there are apparently galactic races that have been recruited from outside our galaxy who know how to fix it. And they're immediately, they're already here, apparently. And as soon as that hole closes, they're going to seal it forever so that it never happens again. It doesn't open again. Because it didn't cause problems just for us. It caused problems for everybody. Everybody. Because it created a bridge between two different times. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a really, really great question. And, and, and Marilyn, I have absolutely no idea. I have absolutely no idea. All I can tell you is that unless I hear otherwise, I will be taking that day off of work. <laughs> it's been postponed. I'll go to work. If, it, if I haven't heard any change in the schedule, I will be not going to work that day. It's a sick day. <laughs> Apparently, apparently. Now, is there any correlation between this event and the This is really blowing me away, guys. <laughs> I've never gotten this much uh, information about something. That's a great question, too. <laughs> and there's subtitles in Two Russian Two years ago, and Amanda Record is putting this on the website. The Andromeda, uh, the Nibiruan, a portion of the Nibiruan family, the Enki line, approached the Andromedan Council and asked for permission to enter our solar system to retrieve mining equipment, okay, and other materials that they had left behind when they left here. There was a considerable amount of debate. The Andromedan civilization itself was staunchly against it because the Nibiruans are not known for keeping their word. Okay. However, the Andromedan Council itself ruled, okay, we will allow them in. And they are, in fact, coming. coming. Now, what is coming is not a planet. It is, in fact, an intelligently guided planetary, planetary-sized craft. Okay? It can maneuver. It can change direction. It can come and go anywhere it wants. All right? It is not in an orbit like we've been taught. Okay? It is not. That, it is a spaceship. It's just a very big one. Well, it can. It can hurt us. You know, if it comes too close to, if it comes cl too close to us, its field will, in fact, cause a lot of problems here. But at the same time, what? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Oh yeah, there are there are motherships. The Andromedans have told me of of races that have mother craft from the Andromedan galaxy that are twice the size of Jupiter that has over a billion beings on it. That's amazing. I can't imagine being stuck with the same people. <laughs> uh, well, let, me, let me just finish with the Nibiru thing, okay? Um, so they're coming. What's going to happen? I have no idea. I can honestly tell you this, though. The Andromedans expect them to not keep their word. 
to just do, um, to just pick up their mining materials. Okay, much of that mining materials are in are in the rings of Saturn, for the record. Okay, and Mikey, I know, will address that issue because he's got some information he wants to share from from his own sources. Okay. Um, Mikey's not So on another this. question. A couple more questions, and then we're going to stop. It's entirely up to you, Mike. It's just your gig. You said the removal of all regressives. Regressives. Hybrids, etc. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now let's let's talk. That's a great. You, you made me think of something that I hadn't put in there. Okay. Now exactly what is a regressive? How do they know who is a regressive extraterrestrial or hybrid? Okay. The Andromedans monitor monitor when they start and they come in, send in their teams to start studying a planet, a race for induction, for mentoring. What they do is they monitor their chains of thoughts. Okay? And it is by their chains of thoughts that they can tell who's evolved, who's regressive, who's benevolent, who's empathetic, etc., 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 by the chains of thoughts. They have technology that literally, it's not like a, it's more than just a, a picture of a brainwave. Okay, it's like a photocopier. Okay, it literally takes a brainwave and creates a picture of an intent and of a thought. And if they see a chain of thought that's very re regressive, they're marked. And they know exactly, they know exactly where they are and who they are on this planet. They know exactly. You know, and they're not the only ones. There are other, other races that are part of the council. You know, there's 38 different races in our solar system and just outside of it right now. Okay, and they're all sharing data, and they're just waiting to find out what's going to happen here, to get to go. Would the regressions include humans who are regressive? Yes, yes it would, absolutely. Uh-huh. That's not anything to do with the percentage reptilian or anything else. It's a lot of other things. It's a lot of other things. But he would be considered aggressive, but is he a walk-in? If he's not a walk-in, he stays. We'll have to deal with him. If he's a walk-in, he's out of here. Okay, because he's not the soul. He is not the birth soul. Okay? Okay, are we all clear on that? What's that? Um, many of them are walk-ins. You know? Many of them are walk-ins. Yep. There is one family, and I've been told not to say, because it would get me in a lot of trouble, but I'm going to tell you the circumstances. There is one family where the children are birthed of a, of a line, okay, and when the child reaches three years of age, the exchange takes place. Yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> this same family, okay, is, is basically used as a carrier. They're not the actual genetic lineage, but they have been propped up to be the genetic lineage. <laughs> Do you follow what I'm saying? Okay. They've been propped up to be the actual lineage because those—that's the—that's the lineage that this particular race has chosen to walk into. Breeding purposes. Thank you. I just didn't want to come right out and say that. It gives me the, the creeps. Some of 
Illuminati will be removed, some will not be removed. Um, the walk-ins will be removed. The actual alien genetics beings will be removed. If they are, in fact, true Terrans and they're just sons of bitches, they're, we're stuck with them, okay? Because that's our race. The fact that they have a mental psychosis is not is not a problem that the extraterrestrials, that the Andromeda Council wants to deal with. You know, we need to deal with that. We need to take responsibility for our own race, okay? And again, it goes back to the traditions, okay? The actions of an individual are a reflection on the clan and the species, okay? And that's what they live by. You know, and there's going to be a big curve, learning curve for us, big, if this all goes down the way it might go down. I honestly don't know, you know. Yes, Sandy. Have they already okay, my, got a couple people minutes. marked? I mean, some way that they've got them. Are they already spending the regressives from the ones that are going to stay? Is there going to be some sort of a, a mark on people? Yes, it is. And it's already taking place? Yes. Okay. It hasn't already taken place. But they've, they know exactly who okay. is leaving, and they know exactly where they are. But there isn't a mark that somehow... Uh, what kind of a mark? They don't need a mark or anything <laughs> like that. they got the brainwaves. Yeah, okay. They've got their chains of thoughts. Okay? Yeah. What they do is they plug it in. They have their own type of satellite machinery. Okay? And they plug in this brainwave frequency. And their computers, which are incredible, monitor every move they make. And they're recording every thought and every action that they make and they will answer for it they will absolutely answer for it Alex, would you think two more questions and then i'm gonna retire think that those that are in this room and other rooms similar that you're talking to that the reason for it is being that we will be there to possibly help with the transition i would think so i would think so absolutely would think so right this is what right. he's telling us what we need to learn how to say. I don't know what she needs to understand. No, when we find out about, when we're given all of the downloaded information, is doing. People are not going to know how to process it. I mean, like you're, you're you know, like, like you're devout uh, Jewish people, you're devout Christians, they're going to have a really hard time transitioning with this information. Okay? Because all of their belief systems are going to implode. You know, big time, you know, and they're going to need to, to process this, you know, and it's going to be one hell of a interesting experience for all of us. Yeah. Oh, it'll be gone. It'll be gone in a heartbeat. I've been told that. I've been told that. You know, but fortunately, my wife and my children don't think so. And that's really all that matters, you know. Sure, sure. Well, you know, they're they're going to see they're going to see they're going to see extraterrestrials. They're going to see very large spacecraft. They're going to see hundreds and hundreds of miles, maybe thousands of miles worth of motherships in the sky. You know, um, and <laughs> I mean, are they going to look at me and say, "I don't really see that"? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. And, and then, then who's in denial here? <laughs> okay, um, that's why, and, and I think that there is a move to really educate people, and I think that there are elements within world government that 
that are benevolent, that are really trying to solve a very difficult problem, that are trying to help. And I think that's why the Disclosure Project has been allowed to get off the ground. Because for those of us who have been studying this information, that's the smoking gun, you know? And, and you know, that whole thing, is, it's about the speakers. It's about the guys telling their stories. It's not about Stephen Greer. All right? And I want to make that crystal clear. I think Stephen's done everybody a great service, but it's not about him. It's about the guys on the tape that are putting it on the line. It's my bride. Because Baby fell asleep. Because people like us here, it's almost my fault. Yeah, it is. But the enormity of the whole situation. My wife and I talk about this stuff um, at dinner. We fed Mike over to the house several times, and, you know, we talk about it. And it, it the frustration for us is, well, you know, how do we get this information out there? You know, it's hard. It, it's hard. And, and all I can do is offer it. Um, you know, I, I can't make a living at this, that's for sure. But, you know, one more question, and then Mike. Dara? Um, because we're here, we believe that we've taken the initiative, would it be possible that the Andromedans may want to also include us as, like, spokespeople for the lay people, that they would assist in contacting us, or are they going to take a stance and not, you know, face it all the no, um, I've been talking to them for 15 years about adding more people to the list. <laughs> uh, no, that my understanding is, is that many people in the next several years are going to be contacted. But depending upon the lineage, the extraterrestrial lineage that is dominant in your physicality, it will be that clan or that star system race that will will contact you. That's how it's done. It's all about the lineage. Out there, and it is here. It really is. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been such a pleasure for me, you know get a lot of this off my chest and my head and maybe the hair will grow back now <laughs> i just want to say thank you you're in for a real treat as well because mr mike russ has a lot of information okay. he's Bye. extremely mike enthusiastic russ. and um this have your kleenex and tomatoes Bye. ready <laughs> okay all right um, um so yeah um this is just sort of an impromptu. Okay, that's not Mike Russ. So what I'm going to have to do is uh, see if I can find Mike Russ. Um, and then we'll uh, get into that. Um, in my opinion, the fact that we haven't heard from Alex Collier for what I think is 13 years now because of what he said. Um, and now that he's coming out and he's telling us all this he said that we are now part of the galactic federation um and over the next two years we're going to be having visitations and they're going to be choosing people that um i guess they feel are going to be able to work with them well um, I'm not really 